I just like hearing my own voice. I hate hearing my own voice. Well, I'm a narcissist, Hmm. and I have to work on my voice acting, so I have to listen to my voice in real time so I can manage it. Sorry, the morning Mm -hmm. cheese man's coming a little later than usual. I had a breakfast taco run, guys. (laughs) It's the douche. Hey everyone, welcome to Guilty Treasures, a fun deep dive down to the depths of those pop culture gems you hate to love. Do that one more time. I sure. think it might have picked up my water bottle when I drank oh, it. Oh man. Okay, take two. Isn't it doing now? You have to slate me in. I can hear it. No, I can I can hear it. <laughs> Go ahead. I can you have to slate me in. <clears throat> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12. Welcome to Guilty Treasures, a fun deep dive down into the depths of those pop culture gems that you hate to love. Okay. Hi, I'm James, your host. Clean one of your hosts. Is that clean? Uh, uh, I, that was a clean I own Flat Films, creative director of Flat Films, YouTube side of Flat Films. Uh, to my right, we have... <clears throat> my name is Aaron Salinas. I'm editor, um, all-around cool cat. Uh, I'm a uh, co-host on this lovely show, and across from me is... Uh, Kenny Madison, Austin-based comedian. Really glad to be here. (laughs) And across from me, my dear friend, uh, my awesome director of photography, and also good friend... Hey, uh, my name's Taylor Price. Like you said, I do stuff for Flat Films. Yeah. I do my own stuff. I don't really have anything to have a cool title about, but... I make things. You have your own podcast. I do have my own podcast. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm really bad at bragging about what myself. Thanks for bringing that up, James. I got you. What, what is it? So it's a podcast with me and one of my best friends, and it's called Bitchin'. Yeah. And so we will play and talk about a... No. no. Wow. So like the day that I was like, I'm going to do this, I called you and you didn't answer. And she did. Very I was so busy that day. You could have just called back. Well, now you miss out on talking about video games and bitching about life. So. That's true. Sorry. Was you can come like do it someday like I'm for busy. an episode. I'm busy. <laughs> just give him a call. Just give him a call. Yeah, I'll call you. Okay. We, okay. we still have to do the follow-up of Kingdom Hearts 3. Yes. Because I got opinions. Me too. Good. <laughs> so many. Oh, we won't talk about it on this podcast, nope. but uh, uh, we'll shout out to Olivia, who that's how she found this podcast. Yeah, she was thanks to your podcast. She oh, texted me like after she left here. She's like, I just did the podcast with James. I was like, you know James? She's like, I do now. I was like, okay. <laughs> She's dope. She's great. Yeah, I love Olivia. But hey, we you picked a movie for us to watch. I did pick a movie. How James, about, what month is it? It's Oddball Heroes April. And I just want to point out, you were the only one slated for April. Yeah. So we just kind of built April around. It's true. Yeah, we did. It it was. Yeah. So far, so far, the films that we have reviewed this month uh, include Barbie and the Diamond Castle. Hot hot take. What was before that one? Uh, It was because I forget the great Uh film and wonderful storytelling. What a wonderful storytelling. 
Taylor. Know. Hey, Taylor, uh, uh, how about you tell us about your other stuff besides your involvement? Miss Congeniality. Olivia. Storytelling. Please don't stop listening. Please. We need your attention, Olivia. No, but really, it is really great, though. Aaron, can you edit that to make it sound confident? No, I'm just, that's being doubled up. All right. Hey, we have three rules here at Guilty Treasures. The first rule is no dunking. What are the rules, James? I'm. Yeah. I just told you the first one. No dunking. You don't. We don't shit on things. Uh, two. No ironic liking. We don't like it just because it's bad. We like it because we love it in our hearts. And number three, the most important one: no self-deprecating. Love Get yourself. Get that out of here. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not today, deprecation. Don't put yourself you down. Deprecation? Yeah, Deborah. Yes. Oh, Dep. Okay, yeah. She's our it. next um, guest. Deprecation. Deprecation. <laughs> so yeah, that's a great character name. I need to write that down. <laughs> do it. Do it right now. And while you do that, us uh, Taylor. Oh, hey. Yeah. Hey. First, uh, oh, the title of the film, and then how about you give us a quick synopsis of it? Cool beans. So I chose Almost Heroes. Yeah. Um, Released probably, in 1998. Yep, 98. Um, probably no one's heard of it. I don't know. It's about. You know, no, I never heard of it until now. Yeah. No. Oh. Um, but it is about two. Expo- well, Matthew Perry. Yeah. And Chris Farley yeah. are our well, leads. Matthew Perry, by the way, it's not two of them. That might have been confusing. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That'd, that'd have been a little confusing. Just a couple. Um, so Matthew Perry is this like rich aristocrat guy who hires Chris Farley, who is kind of a failed trapper tracker. Um, and their goal is to get to the Pacific Ocean before Lewis and Clark. This is all happening simultaneously. So they get this ragtag group to try and do that. And as you can probably guess, it doesn't go very well constantly. What? It's what the Revenant could have been. <laughs> I would rather watch this film versus the Revenant. Yeah, I've never seen the Revenant. One uh, one is an overlong, confused mess uh, about men that get attacked by uh, wild beasts, and the other one is almost heroes. <laughs> and the other one has Chris Farley. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep. Well, um, there's an eagle scene. There that is, that is eagle the scene. most memorable scene for me, and for I don't real. know why. Like I remember Same seeing it when I was I younger. Know. Like <laughs> it's because of the face he makes. <laughs> it's just like it's just so good. It's just, it's just awesome. <laughs> the most memorable scene. That's great. Good stuff. Sorry. <laughs> no, don't apologize. That's what this podcast is for. Uh, so I did a little research because, mm-hmm. uh, uh, if I may, go ahead. <laughs> sure. Uh, sh- sh- shut up, James. Uh, James, shut up. Uh, <clears throat> what I've been working on uh, with all of our guilty treasures that come across this table is to explain why someone might feel a little bit of shame uh, regarding oh, this right. movie. That's a good point. There These... are some hard numbers for why people would feel shame for this movie. <laughs> I'm just going to say. Uh, boy, you sure aren't kidding. Uh, <laughs> I wrote them down. Ooh. I came prepared, too. Oh. Yeah, nice. <laughs> because this film, according to Rotten Tomatoes, has an 8%. What? Yeah. Uh, by uh, eight percent uh, reviewed positively, with the review count of official critics uh, being forty. Whoa! Wait, forty critics reviewed this? Yes. Wow. Uh, wow. And the review that I have picked uh, is from the AV Club, John Cruson. Uh, this review, written about the DVD, released April fourth, two thousand two, and I quote from John Cruson. Uh, The plot isn't merely stupid, but heartless. 
Viewers aren't given a single reason to watch beyond the anticipation of seeing Farley fall off more scenery. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I don't oh, know. that's it. I don't know why you're laughing, Aaron. I'm not done yet. <laughs> and, perhaps worst of all, it's difficult to take any pleasure from watching Chris Farley try to get laughs by drinking himself blind and running around as if he's about to have a heart attack. Ooh. Almost Heroes, directed by comedy legend Christopher Guest. So going off that, uh, this is Chris Farley's last film before he dies. Yep. Also, this was his last major role in yes. a film before he died. He was right. in one other one, but no one like I looked, on a, I looked on his IMDb. This was the top one. Second to last. Nope. Second to last. Because there's one he's uncredited. Yeah. Nope. He's yep. A, I looked at it. That's so did I. No, I looked at it today. I looked at it today. I looked at it like two hours ago. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I I swear to God, I, it's the last credit. Yeah, dirty work, credit. Jimmy, uncredited. What? Right there at the top of IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, apparently I'm blind. Regardless, regardless, he died in '97. Both those things came out in '98. Yep. So it was still a fresh wound that people had to suffer through. Ooh, Aaron, with yep. like this, apparently Chris Farley played the Chicago ketchup chef on all that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Boy. Uh. That is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are wrong. Good for him. Good for him. He's okay. Uh, mm, that's Doesn't that was. Work yet. Yeah, my favorite part of this movie was uh, Matthew Perry. What was my favorite part of this movie? Was Eugene see, seeing Eugene Levy probably <laughs> that but, threw me for such a loop. Oh, it's. <laughs> well, he's he's part of the Christopher Guest staple. Yeah, uh, this movie is sandwiched in between Waiting for Guffman and Best in Show, two Christopher Guest classics. Uh, Real quick, yeah. I love Best in Show. If we ever get the I've opportunity, that will be a three-hour episode because it is airtight. Well, that wouldn't Continue. be Guilty Treasures. That would just be our Patreon exclusive podcast, yeah. Treasures. Oh, hey, hey. Uh, Hey, hey. Uh, give us money on Patreon and you can get Please. exclusive stuff. <laughs> Hot ten. That's right. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, Christopher Guest had kind of established himself as a director primarily of, well, not really. He wasn't the not- mockumentary guy by this point. Uh, but he'd been associated with This Is Spinal Tap, which he didn't direct, but he was one of the creative forces uh, behind it. Then he did a narrative film with Kevin Bacon, the name of which escapes me. Uh, and... Then did uh, Waiting for Guffman to much critical acclaim, not much I, commercial. I haven't seen that either. Acclaim, really great. Uh, Taylor, are you, am I talking about things that you you already know? You should explain who Christopher Guest is. Uh, I mean, really, you hit my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you got it. Cool. <laughs> Taylor, what are some of your notes? Um, oh, really? Mine were just the numbers that I would forget, and then I was just going to wing it on talking about the story. Nice. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was uh, well, real prepared story. for the story. Loosely. The things that happened. The things that happened well, uh, in the entire thing. To, to, to have me talk a little bit more about this film as well, uh, because Christopher Guest made this after Waiting for Guffman, uh, and you can see so many of the Christopher Guest staples there, Eugene Levy. Several character actors that are always in Christopher Guest movies, but I don't remember their names. Nope. Uh, and then you also have Matthew Perry and Chris Farley. And this is a much broader movie than usually what Christopher Guest is known for because 
in his typical movies, the joke is that they're so outrageously dry and low energy and playing it so straight in the face of absurd situations, which is why it's so strange to see an extended set piece about Chris Farley stealing eagle eggs. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, and it there's comes always back like, around at the end. Like they really, they put like money a on that two one. to three second beat in his films too, after the projected joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh, it's because it's awkward and they know it's awkward. <laughs> yes. Like, and I feed off of that. I love it. Mm-hmm. And this movie is a lot more traditional. One of the things that I also found out is that this movie, uh, it had its creative control wrestled from Christopher Guest. So mm. what you see is not the final cut, which makes sense because watching this movie, uh, this zooms by and it really feels like there are things missing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it feels incomplete. It's it's awkward. It's not without merit. Uh, it just it it feels like something is missing. It's the heart, like, according to that uh, yeah. review. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I feel like that's the thing too. I mean, we always talk about like the character development and yeah. like loving those characters. This one is just like they just hop joke to joke, yeah. like scene to scene, set yeah. to set. It's just like they just go with it, but you're like. It's like Entourage it's like, the movie before Entourage yeah. was a thing. Like it's the movie that I'm like, I'm sick and I just don't want to pay attention to anything and I turn on this and I'm just like. <laughs> uh, Taylor, uh, yes. since you're the guest, may I, mm-hmm. may I interrupt? Yes, always. Thank you. I appreciate your permission. <laughs> you watched the Entourage movie? <laughs> yeah. So um, it was a going away thing for me and my dad. Cause, what? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Son. Hold up. Shut Shut up. Shut up. It. Shut up. It's a meaningful and it's meaningful because it my dad listen, I love my dad dearly. He tries to understand. <laughs> he tries so hard to understand what I'm trying to do here. So the closest thing he got was entourage. <laughs> so <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> So we watched Entourage the TV show together. You watched the TV show too? We it watched the TV t- show together. And that was our connection. That's how he tried to understand me trying to be a filmmaker. So sweet. So, so when when the movie came out, it It all made sense. It all came. It came out right before I moved to Austin. So it was a thing. Like it was my sending off to get my dream, and that is how he understands it. Does he understand it though? He understands it a little bit more now. Because of Entourage. Oh my God. So, see, it's really sweet. It is it's sweet. It's so sweet. It's so <laughs> tone deaf, but it's so sweet. It's not. Uh, I love my dad. That's great. That, yeah. That, oh, he man. tries for love. That's <laughs> wonderful. Entourage is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's some I, lines in there. I own all of the Entourage seasons. Cool. I profess- oh, no. I, I reviewed all of Entourage for Chud.com back in another life. Um, you guys want to watch Entourage with me? Like, are they in Austin? Did you bring them from yeah, Ohio? No, they're, they're at my apartment right now. <laughs> James, why? Because <laughs> my dad bought them for me. It's a nice memento of that time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I've seen maybe an episode, yeah, to its entirety, 
And then I went back to Sopranos. <laughs> I was like, that's enough of this. Yep. Yeah. I watched every episode of Entourage. I watched every episode of Entourage. Did you I watch every movie. episode of Entourage? I watched every episode of Entourage, then wrote a review about the entire show. Why are you bleeding from your nose? But <laughs> I watched every episode of Entourage. You've seen one episode. You've basically seen them all. As a person that I, I liked Entourage at first <laughs> as well, I went, I, I don't get it. Sure, it's super sexist and whatnot, but it's got charm because I'm a man and I think those things default. Yep. So it's like the band Cake. Hey, Cake's good. And they're coming to Austin. Hey. Uh, but it's a lot of the, it's all the same. Yep. Different songs. This is a speak song. Yeah. <laughs> I'm speaking and I'm singing a song. It's a like song. Cake, and right. it's I'm not gonna lie, I do I too. too Kate's a banger, man. But like, it's, after it's the slaps. third, it's the third <laughs> song where you're like, wait a minute, I've yeah. heard this. And I can't like, listen to a CD straight. You can't. <laughs> no. Like, mm-mm. I listen to Showroom of Compassions all the time in high school, my senior year. That was <laughs> the theme your entourage of binge. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was Showroom of Compassions and Entourage. <laughs> I've got a showroom. Just the picture I have of Young James right now. It's the only cool. time you would come out of your cake-filled room was just yeah. going to watch Entourage <laughs> with my dad. dad yeah. <laughs> dad, is Entourage on? Am I gonna? Am I gonna be like? Oh, what's his name? What's the I, guy's name? I bet Ari's yelling at Lloyd again. Because <laughs> he's gay. Yeah. That was the joke. Oh, that was the joke? Oh, yeah. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, Ari yelled at everyone. Yeah, but he really yells at Lloyd so much so that Ari's catchphrase is, Lloyd! Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. I watched every episode of Hot Trash. <laughs> yeah, so would I, Kenny. I watched it with my dad. Great! I haven't watched the movie. And I watched it because I had to, not because I had a father. Fellas, it sounds like... <laughs> It sounds like we got something to do after the summer's over. It sounds like we got. (laughs) Yeah, we're watching Entourage. I I haven't seen it, so am I going to miss any plot details if I haven't seen the show? Yes. Uh, You you miss out on James Cameron's Aquaman. Yeah, that's a thing. Sure, and it's an important detail of that movie. In case you just start tuned in, we are talking about the 1998 Christopher Guest film, Almost Famous. But the thing about Entourage, <laughs> Almost Heroes, yeah. uh, Almost Martin, Heroes, Martin, Martin, Almost, almost Famous is a very yeah, good Almost movie. Entourage, <laughs> Almost Famous. Oh yeah, Almost Famous is. Great. I mean, there's an Entourage in Almost Heroes. Sure, that's right. Uh, there is an Entourage. Yep. So the reason I do think it was just so joke riddled yeah. in uh, Almost Heroes is just because like you had the hottest ticket. Yeah, comedy at the time. Like, yeah. who this... was dead at this point? Yeah, I want to emphasize that. Is that why, like, they changed it creatively? Maybe, I... like, to add more of his jokes, or did that happen pre? From what I understand, the film was originally much more ensemble based, which makes sense because Christopher Guest deals with ensembles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and this movie is strictly about Matthew Perry and Chris Farley, and also it's barely ninety minutes. I I, I feel like. Is Entourage an, an ensemble? What? Hmm? Is Entourage an ensemble? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, Vincent Chase. Yep. Uh, the Johnny Drama. Johnny Drama. There's E. Uh, Eric, who goes by the Tur- no. e. e. And then there's Turtle. Yeah, there's Turtle. Uh, That's the main four. Turtle, That's the, the entourage. short little one. Yeah. Knew it. He's, um, he's a little chunky he's throughout the season, but then in the movie, he gets skinny. He dates an actress for a season and a half. Who was on Sopranos? Yeah, who plays herself? Yep. There's a lot of there's also a lot of people that play themselves, including Martin Scorsese. Yeah, James Cameron has yep. a arc. Yeah, 
Uh, Ronda Rousey is on the show. No, she's no, in not the movie. Ronda Rousey. Uh, she's in the movie. Oh, uh, uh, Sasha Gray. Sure, I think. Uh, because I think Vincent Chase dates Sasha Gray. That sounds right. Mom, if you're listening, pause. That's a porn star, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, can you can start listen. again. You can start yeah. again, Mom. Yeah. Uh, they make fun of Kevin Smith. Why? Time. He's never on. Well, c- come on. Kevin Smith. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I own Clerks, Small Rats, and Chasing Amy, and even I'm like, you know. <laughs> you know. It's the whole hockey jersey thing, huh? Yeah. It's always the hockey jersey. Hey Taylor, what's yes. up, man? I've got I've got some questions for you. All right, I have yeah. some answers. <laughs> I'm fat. <laughs> first, first question. We love you, kids. We know you're again. The film is not, uh, almost heroes, <laughs> directed by Christopher Guest. I always feel like this is a passive aggressive question, so I'm just going to lean into it. Or a very judgmental question. Why do you like this specific guilty question? I said I was gonna lean into it. Um so Taylor, can yeah. you tell us why you like this guilty yeah, treasure? Why I do you, you like this? Where do you well, get off liking this guilty treasure? It was eight percent. It's an interesting choice that you made to like this film. Why? <laughs> I think it's got the same score as I love Hellboy right now. Mm-hmm. Like the cur- the new one? Yeah. Oh, that makes me so sad. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen any. I love Hellboy so much. Um, but James, yeah, this that? one, I like it. My dear friend Taylor. Because <laughs> it's one of those, if I like plugged it in today sure. and turned it on, I would not make it through the film. No way. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Just got to preface what? that. But yet you made us. No, like watch. like if it was brand new and I'd never yeah, seen yeah. it before. Oh, okay. Like I watch it still myself, but if I'd never seen it before and I'm like, what's this? It's Matthew Perry and Chris Farley. I'd be like, this is no. Yeah. I've got other things to do with my life. Sure. Um, but it was one of those films that I remember watching, like it was on TV or something, like a Saturday, like hanging at home with like my family, and mm-hmm. it just like came on and it was goofy. And we watched it, and I remember there was this stint that my stepdad was like, I want to show you all these like older, like funny films and things. Yeah. And I remember watching this one, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, which I almost picked, but I am not the Never slightest bit guilty oh, about that one. Yeah, no, that's a fun it's movie. It's just a great movie. That movie rules. Um, oh, tell James about Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. It's yeah, actually let's watch really it. cool. Okay. I own it. Okay. Because uh, I bought it at the same time as this one, because I watched them all together. Whenever we and then, hang out, we'll watch it. In 20 eons. Steve Martin plays a <laughs> plays a character, like a hard-boiled detective type who has to investigate uh, so some mystery, and he ends up rolling through the catalog of Warner Brothers noir movies. <laughs> so he's so interacting good. with Jimmy Cagney and Humphrey Bogart and a whole bunch of things. So it's, it's just noir, the movie? Yeah. Uh, but it's like him in the movies. Yeah. They like impose oh, him on the movies. Yeah, that's yeah. Funny. It's amazing. Because that was almost my choice. I was like, no, it's just too good. I'm not yeah. guilty. No, that rules. Almost heroes, I'm guilty. But. Uh, <laughs> guilty. Yeah. Yeah, because it was like those and then like Clue, which is also one of my favorite movies. And for nice. some reason, I looped those all together because I saw them with all in the same time. And this mm-hmm. one, I feel like I just, I gave it more credit than it was probably worth because I watched it with two really other good films yeah, all at once. Yeah, that's yeah. Like yeah. A, and a so, Jack in the Box munchie box. So yeah. Like there's a bunch of things in there. Yeah. Some of it's all right. Like, oh, and so I, it's like, love, I liked it a little I more. love regular fries <laughs> and I love curly fries and boy, these tacos are good and well, this is wet chicken covered in liquid cheese. <laughs> is that an egg roll? Well, one of them's in there. Don't be shy. Aaron, egg rolls aren't in a munchie meal. They aren't? No. I still oh, haven't had a munchie meal. They should. 
<laughs> Hi, I'd like this 2,400 calorie meal. And also, can I get nine egg rolls? <laughs> and that's three sweet and sour sauce. Don't skimp out on it. To go! <laughs> hey, uh, ex- where did you, you kind of went into this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where yeah. did you initially encounter change. the guilty treasure? Yep, um, definitely. What year? What day? It was Blockbuster age. Oh. Because oh. it was rented from Blockbuster yeah. with the other ones. Mid-80s and five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It was, I was young enough, I'm probably one of the few people in the world that I saw an episode of Friends and I was like, that's that guy from Almost Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> I was great. young enough that's that great. I had no clue what Friends that's, was yet. That's fantastic. Outstanding. <laughs> I could probably say I'm the only one that can say that. But that might be the tagline for this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. It's, that's it's, how I always see Rocky Parker right now. the guy from almost <laughs> yeah. That's yes. what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and yeah, just watching it, marathoning it with my family. How old were you? I would say probably a good like 10 to 12 or something. Would you say this is what made you want to make film? No, no. Maybe it was a good example of what not to make. You need a little more time to think that through. Are you sure this wasn't the groundbreaking Hmm. cinema that said, wow. I mean, that eagle scene has stuck with me for a really long time. They did some really good green screen work. I don't know. Maybe. They talk about eating sheep poop. Oh, man. And this didn't sell you on your future career? No, no. It took me a few more years to really solidify that, I think. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, final question. Mm-hmm. What does this guilty treasure mean to you? Oh, real passive-aggressive. <laughs> I know, James. I feel really attacked. What does it mean this? to you? Mm. Is it okay to like say it doesn't really? <laughs> it's a I mean, feel-good sure. film. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I said, it's one of those that to this day I like pop it on when I'm like feeling sick and I don't want to think about anything yeah. and I just want to like see things happening. Yeah. Like it, it there's no like yeah. deep in my heart I'm like this is so great. <laughs> it's just like it's just like it's entertaining. Yeah. It's enough that I bought it for like a dollar at Walmart one time in the uh, dollar movie uh, bin. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's appropriate yeah. for this movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, this movie is fine. Also, I would pay only a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Plus Kenny, a blockbuster rental. It's there to dollar 8. Yeah. Oh. No. Where do no. you get off? Actually, I think I ended up paying three bucks to rent this from Same. I Love Video. Oh, I, I rented it from Amazon. Support your local businesses. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, Kenny, okay. what did you rank this on your letterbox? Well, as you uh, to explain to those that might not know my letterbox ranking system, yep. it's an incredibly elaborate system that ranges from one to five. Uh, what? Rare cases, there's sorry, point five. half star to five stars. Yes. Uh, five stars being films that are absolutely perfect and things that I'm obsessed with. Well, not even things that aren't necessarily perfect, but things that I'm obsessed with. Four stars being a movie that is very good. Three is that it's something that is average. Two is something that is just dull and has no redeeming value. One might be a catastrophe that is really enjoyable to watch. Sure. And a half star is something with no redeeming qualities and actually takes away from society. Can you uh, give an example of a five star <clears throat> on your list? Uh, a five star would probably be... Hot Fuzz. Oh, Hot Fuzz is so good. I love Hot Fuzz. Let me organize this. One Someone fill for time. Um, uh, so my I, favorite Edgar Wright film is uh, Scott Pilgrim, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. 
Honestly, me too. Yeah. I always go back to, I'm like, everyone's like, what's your favorite movie? I'm like, I don't know, it changes. That one's always on the list. Yeah, that's so always good. in my back pocket. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. don't give me a lot of time, Scott Pilgrim. It's like yeah. that one, like, over the wire. I just, yeah. like, pull both of those out. Mm-hmm. Perfect five-star film, Black Dynamite. Okay. I haven't seen it. Oh, it <laughs> rules. It's five stars. And what's uh, an example of uh, uh, a half star? I know. I do, too. Go on. The Zombies Halloween. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say Living Wake. Living Wake is also a half. I've seen that one. That that's where we started. The the losing money if you start talking that, yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, we dunked on it hardcore. No well, Kenny did. I waited. <laughs> you did wait, yeah. And then you paid Jared. I was so confused that episode. I'm I'm and I'm trying to practice this thing. Uh sorry. Taylor, may I interrupt? Yes. <laughs> Thank ahead. you. I'm gonna go on a little bit of a diatribe. I'm trying to be a lot more restrained in my film criticism. I am trying to extend the no dunking policy to my outside life. And here's why, because I had a coworker uh come up and ask me what my opinion of Star Wars The Last Jedi uh, is. Uh, it's a four-star movie for this guy, and it's a high four stars. I love that movie. Is it perfect? No. But I'm willing to overlook those flaws because I love what the movie is trying to say. This coworker dunked on it violently. And I went, ooh, this is not fun. And then, having a sense of empathy, I went, he's talking about The Last Jedi the way that I talk about Star Wars The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. So I think that movie is complete garbage. But uh, (laughs) I don't want to dunk on it because other people might enjoy it. And me dunking on it without getting their permission to dunk on it, that's going to kind of make them (laughs) have Or paying them $25 to dunk on it. It's like, I'm going to be rude, but here. (laughs) Yeah. Money. It's going to make them have a bad time, and they're going to feel self-conscious, and they're going, well, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I I was talking about Star Wars uh, to date this episode the last or the 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 rise of skywalker trailer came out Mm -hmm. uh last friday and uh no that's what the title's called there anyways (laughs) (laughs) i don't get why there's no joke there's no joke i don't know why Anyway, can you continue? Uh, and I was yeah. talking with some friends about Star Wars, and before I started talking about Star Wars, I went, uh, before I go any further, do you guys like this trailer? Because I've got opinions about it, and I really don't want to step on it. What are your opinions? I, I don't. I, it's not going to be good. It didn't work for me, to be honest. It, it, I didn't. <clears throat> no. Even the laugh at the end, I was just like, kind of sounds like a Mark Hamill laugh. A little bit, yeah. yeah like, it sounds like Joker. a Joker line. Yeah, yeah it, I was, that's why I was confused. I was like, "This is wrong." What do you mean? This is. I think it's thrilling on a very visceral level, but I'm looking at all of the decisions, at least in the trailer, it doesn't inspire me with hope. That and JJ's most of JJ's filmography post 2009 Star Trek have been things of varying quality. So I don't think that he's going to stick the landing. Uh, I would love to be wrong, but. Just seems like some bad ideas, but I could be wrong. Again, this episode is about Almost Heroes, the, the 1998 film yep. Almost Heroes, directed by Christopher Guest. Our guest's guilty treasure movie. Then we are talking Star Wars. His last movie, Christopher Guest, was Mascots. And if you have not seen it, highly recommend it. <laughs> it's a it's a mockumentary mm. about mascots who go to competition. Have you seen Best in Show? No. Okay, so that's Have a mockumentary. Have you seen this Spinal Tap? No. 
Oh my goodness, Christopher! We, there could be. A <laughs> can we have another marathon? Can, can I just yeah. schedule one in with y'all? Yeah, I'd please. have a Christopher okay, guest night. That. That'd be great. Yeah. In all honesty, I, I like his stuff. Best in show is it, oh, it highlighted comedy to me at a young age. It was came out in two thousand. I was like, wow, this is good. Awkward is great. I love it. Uh, but it was doing mockumentaries before mockumentaries became a thing. Yeah. Really. Oh, nice. Because uh, the British office came out in 2001 and has a different visual language than even the Christopher Guest ones, which are more like public television than anything. They're incredibly calm. Wait, did he do The Office? No, Christopher Guest did not do The Office, but okay. Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant did the mockumentary format. Oh, I see. But it's a lot more of an energetic Right. Still real. And you have Christopher Guest to thank for that. Yeah. Because without him, they're probably, I mean, Parks and Rec would be a little different. Office would be a little different. Like, it, it's just, he. it was just so good. It was just about people going to a dog show, like like mm. the whatever American the Kennel Club, show. the yeah. Best in Show yeah. Dog Club. Yeah. And it was just the people, like, you know, the guy with the bloodhound, the guys, the people with the poodle. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that's Jane Lynch's first major role, right? Jane Lynch was mm-hmm. part of Christopher Guest's uh, ensemble. Or mm-hmm. sure Entourage. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah! yeah. <laughs> the, uh, Turtle, I knew that guy. And that's yep, about it. Turtle, that's right. <laughs> and else. who are the other three? Um, Nick Nolte. Nope. Yep. Sasha Gray. Sure. Uh, One more. Winter Soldier. That's right. There we go. Thanks, um, but yeah, so the, <laughs> this guy, um, I, in all honesty, I didn't realize he touched uh, Almost Heroes because it's my first take of him was, <laughs> yeah, my first take of him was Best in Show. And then Mascots, which y'all should see because it's horrible. I highly suggest it. Horrible in what in what context? Um, because Are you dunking he, on it? I'm not Do dunking on money? it. It's just, it's really, <clears throat> can I interrupt real quick? Go for it. Okay, yep. so- uh, real quick, um, I was really I'm well known for in high school and college <laughs> for knowing every mascot, like south of San Antonio. I could tell you, like, you know, the high school and the mascot. And so my friends thought it would be funny to buy me a movie called Mascots, who it's just about these strange mascots that go to competition. <laughs> and it's similar to Best in Show. And like, there's yeah. a plumber mascot, and there's like a red devil mascot. It's just kind of like weird, but I, I loved it. But at the same time, like, I was the only one, like, while well, me and my friends are watching it, I was like, do you see this? Oh, God, this is good stuff. And then it took me a minute to realize. I was like, you're the only one laughing. You really need to reconsider what you're doing. And I was like, oh, God, this is – y'all want to go get breakfast? This seems like a really good time to just leave. Like, I don't, I don't want to put y'all through this. But it was – but, yeah, so we didn't finish it. Sounds um, like we have, have another movie. guilty treasure. And I do have the movie if anybody wants to watch it. Um, but, yeah, so um, – in that same thing, but Christopher Guest kind of, it, it was that same, there's a little bit of action, and then he, they come back and talk about it. And it just wasn't the same. His, yeah. his career is interesting because, uh, well, he does this as Spinal Tap. Uh, and then, I believe after that, he joins the cast of SNL for one season. Um, then after that, he makes a traditional narrative film then bounces to mockumentary again, then does almost heroes, then bounces back to another uh, narrative film for your consideration. That one is received considerably better 
Or, no, I think he might make a mighty wind after this. Yeah, I think he makes a mighty wind after Best in Show. Uh, so after A Mighty Wind, he bounces to For Your Consideration, which is another film that's kind of like this one. Uh, but it merges the tone of the mockumentaries with the narrative filmmaking styles of – can't believe I'm saying this – almost heroes. <laughs> <laughs> that one's not as well received as the rest of his mockumentaries. So then he goes back to the mockumentary well a much longer time after that uh, with mascots. Uh, also, he's married to Jamie Lee Curtis. What? He's married to Jamie Lee Curtis. From – Halloween yeah. series. Yeah. Uh, I think you mean Freaky Friday. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Freaky Friday, the classic 2003 with Lindsay Lohan. Like Is that chicken Scream Queens, her. right? Yeah. The <laughs> Scream Queens, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have a question because we are talking about almost heroes. Hold on. Is that okay, Taylor? Taylor, can I interrupt? I'm actually going to ask you the question. Yeah, then, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, so, me, sure, <laughs> sure. Um, so, did you, I'm just curious because I'm an emotional person. I'm an emotional kid. Since day one, I was place. very emotional. Yeah, okay. for people that are listening at home, Aaron's actually been crying profusely. It's time. it's a little weird because I still smile through it, so I, I concern some people. Yeah, um, toxic <laughs> masculinity. Um, but did you get emotional now watching it as an adult knowing about Farley? It. Definitely was a different thing because, I mean, obviously, but even when I saw it the first time, I knew, like, that he had passed or whatever, but I didn't have any sort of connection to him because it wasn't like I was old enough to, like, watch his other things or SNL or all of that sort of stuff. But it's it's definitely kind of – you reflect on it and you're like, oh, this is, like, his last thing and, you know, his, like, slapstick, like, Farley thing, you know, doing yeah. his stuff. So, yeah, it definitely I, – I was re-watching it today because I was like, I don't remember the last time I've seen this film, actually – and I watched it again. I was like, "Oh man, this is kind of sad." Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about Farley in general? Um, I like. I'm like, I don't think I've ever been like the biggest of fans. You know, I mean, I know obviously a lot of his things, and just seeing the different kind of comedy and the different stuff he does in SNL. But you know, he was just like, it's like the funny, you know, funny guy. I didn't know much about him because I feel like it was a little before I really was like into it. Sure. I'm a baby, so I was. Past my time, yeah. <laughs> or before my time. His film career is not extensive. No, no it's, it's really not. He did two fairly well-known films with David Spade. Yeah. And then... Black Sheep and Tommy Boy. Yeah, and like then made some other things yeah. that no one else remembers. Well, he was in, what, Beverly Hill Ninja? Which I... People love. A, like, a, according to IMDb, uh, he was watching the film with his manager almost in tears, going... I don't like this. I Aww. don't. I don't want to put this up on screen. Poor Farley. This is not what I want to leave in the world. He's definitely for me. I think like his SNL and his skits and those things more than I do a film. Yeah. Because well, that's how he got famous. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's just what I see him as. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, I think the most one of the most memorable is um, him and David. Was it David Hasselhoff? Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Uh-huh. That one. That that sketch. Chippendales. That's that'll always go down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which but, is so unfortunately iconic because, what's the joke? He's the fat one. Yeah. That's just as dedicated. It's it's, it's funny because it's grotesque. You don't expect this to be the case. Right. Yeah. But see, on the flip side, I do like to appreciate in the fact where I'm like, he's dancing almost better than Swayze. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Like, sorry, oh. mom, if you're listening. Um, but yeah, man, like, right on. Like, the, he took ballet, 
when he went to Marquette. Like he's he's an extremely athletic, extremely talented dude. And but yeah, at the same time, people are like, "Oh, look at his belly." Yeah, when it's like flopping back and forth, and you're like, "No, I, uh, it, it wouldn't have been funny if Farley was skinny." No, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, which is the unfortunate thing to 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 because I I know I definitely want to talk to you about Farley because we both care about fat people representation. We do word up. Mm-hmm. We had our fists in the air. We bad <laughs> podcasting, Aaron. <laughs> hey. Was that self-deprecating? It wasn't. It $30 was $30 to the creative alliance. All right. $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30, $30
prior to SNL, his comedic work in Second City and stuff in Chicago, is that he had a sensitivity that was present on stage that never got translated. Because mm. mass media just, at that point, if not still today, can't look at overweight people with anything other than, well, if we're going to take you seriously, then you're still going to have to deal with the fact that you're fat. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be your dramatic the propulsive device. Very rarely is weight just not an issue. Right. Uh, so if you want to be a comedic and you're fat, you're going to be put in schlubby roles where you are the butt mm-hmm. of a joke. Yeah. And it was, I I kind of want to say it was like that up until maybe Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm, I mm-hmm. Because that's where he no, was... uh, because Philip Seymour Hoffman still got popular by playing grotesque people. That's true, and I think his further filmography he was able to show other layers, but still coming up with Boogie Nights and Twister, uh, and other P.T. Anderson things. He was still the fat guy from Boogie Nights. Yeah, and yeah. if if he wasn't uh, Todd Solondz's Happiness, where he's a chronic masturbator. Uh, <laughs> And if if he wasn't playing someone that was gross, then he was playing an overweight man that was effeminate uh, or someone that was schlubby. And that's Philip Seymour Hoffman, one of the great actors of recent history. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's but yeah, the, the reason I say I think we did kill him is because of that. His paycheck was coming from being the fat schlubby guy, being the guy who somehow could do a cartwheel at his size. And he was like, it, it's paying me, but like some of the sweetest and most gentle moments, you know, come out of Tommy Boy when he realizes, you know, I can do this. And he becomes yeah. a successful yeah. businessman for <laughs> Callahan Motor Parts. Like, great. And then he gets the gal. Yeah. And like, it was really just charming. And, and that's something like, and even in this film, you do see his charm. Yeah. So the, the moments with him in it that I like are the ones where he's just being like, the badass like trapper guy like telling the stories like doing things like threatening people like just kind of being himself when he's like making jokes about pigs having sex you're like okay I don't give a shit about this this is stupid the the most Farley-esque pieces are the least funny Mm -hmm. Uh, whenever Farley is quieter there's something really interesting Mm -hmm. in there I think that's why I really like at least this character that he did is just those moments of where he's just like he commands the, yeah. you know, kind of the the role in the space and just being like, I'm here. You know, you just yeah. he puts on this air that you're like, oh, OK, it's not just like goofy now, you know, like we're not goofy like he started for the first 20 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. So and it's weird that you say that, because at the same time, one of the most memorable scenes is that Eagle scene <laughs> right. just for his reaction and his timing yeah. Yeah. and his face. Mm-hmm. And it, it's still like he's still that goofy guy that we all love. Yeah. But God damn, what a good actor. Yeah. 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 Sorry, mom again. <laughs> My mom listens, so I gotta make sure. Sure, that's right. We love you, Aaron's mom. Thank you for listening. Also, watching this movie today, when I was watching it again, and I was kind of like actually paying attention to it more mm-hmm. than me being in like a flu haze and just watching it. More sure. than washing the dishes and. and yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just like. Man, this movie's really outdated. Yeah, it's a little problematic. (laughs) Yeah. There were multiple times I was like, "Mm -hmm." Mm hmm. Are you talking about the woman that's literal property? Yeah. Yep. 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 That's that's a big one. Or the the slave? Yep, that's another one. Um 
I feel like there was a third one that I was like oh, standing out. And I can't remember. Like really big one. What was it? Oh, and then just the whole scene. So along with the woman thing where Matthew Perry's like looking with his little telescope and then uh, sees her yeah, like bathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it like oh, goes yeah. over to the French guy and then Chris Farley's like, Oh, you stay away from yeah, me because he yeah, thought yeah. he was gay. I was like, yeah. okay, well Oh yeah, that's yeah. problematic too. Yeah. yeah. And really how they depict all of the Native Americans. Yeah. Like the main one is Puerto Rican. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so it's problematic. You know, 98, yeah. we didn't have, I mean, anger management, I would say, is far worse. Oh, anger management <laughs> I mean, is way worse. Yeah. Way worse. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I had to wash dishes watching that one. That's how I can tell if it's a and movie, if I can wash dishes, where I'm like, oh, they're at this part. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. anger management. But your favorite, your favorite actors in that movie, Marissa Tomei. Yeah, but still, she's. She gets a pass. She gets a pass on that. Like it's it's not some of her best work. It ain't my cousin Vinny. Let me tell you, cousin there. Mm. Slash. She uh, she has my heart. Sorry, Kaylee, if you're listening, but <laughs> Kaylee knows that's that's my celebrity pass. Aaron, you could cut that out. No, nope. no, nope, no. Nope. Keep it doubling. In. Keep it in. All right. <laughs> and everything I mean, she, she I've knows. done, I could cut out on this. <laughs> How's Perry in this movie? What do we think about Perry in this movie? <clears throat> He's just a rich white boy. Yeah. <laughs> right, but how is yeah. it in a movie? Yeah. <laughs> An older. Right yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, we Aaron, just slapped. We yeah, we did. Um, I uh, I wasn't bothered and I wasn't <laughs> He's there. in dire need of he, it. He just kind of is like the, the anchor, I feel like, to all of the jokes and yeah. to like the storyline. It's just like him and then everyone doing stuff around him. Like, I can't think of a standout moment that he's his character scene. had. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's he's a straight in the absurd. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's all he is. Yeah. That's how he functions. Yeah. The really bad accent. Like, the movie would no, not great. have been, <laughs> you know, the same without him, obviously. But yeah. at, at, at the same time, I'm just it like, It would have uh, been too much if he was goofy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been nice if we could have gotten someone that was, because Perry comes off a lot smarmier. A lot smarmy. Well, he comes off a lot smarmy. Yeah. But it would be nice to have someone that was legitimately, that, that was playing it as charming as opposed to just upfront smarmy. Uh, like who? Nathan Fillion is the first one that comes mm. to mind, although I'm sure I'm j- just a type because Fillion comes off as as a charismatic person can also be pompous at the exact same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We love you, Nathan Fillion. We know you listen. But with Perry, it yeah. does feel a little thick. Where, where he is trying to, you know, the smarminess is you're just like, all right, dude, we get it. Yeah. But he, he is, yeah, he's uh, he had a fine career. <laughs> he's, he ain't he ain't suffering, you know, because of this. Taylor, if you were forced to recast Matthew Perry, Ooh. who would you choose? Ooh. Hmm. Perry Matthew. Yes, probably. <laughs> I just want you to go down the friends list. <laughs> yeah. Just like, be like, uh... Man, I can't even remember any of their actual names. I'm David Schwimmer, that's the only Thank you. Yeah, that's the only one I can remember to. Hmm. Oh, uh, Matt oh, LeBlanc. Matt yeah, LeBlanc. There yeah. we go. I was like, what's Joey's name? David Schwimmer couldn't have done that movie at that time. Why? He wasn't born. He was on a break. Oh. Uh, I don't feel oh, James obviously has not watched Friends. <laughs> I don't even watch it. I haven't watched it in a while. I, <laughs> I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Now that you said Nathan Fillion, though, that's really sticking in my head, but I'm trying to think of someone that's like... Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> he would have been like five. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I know. 
<laughs> Stole him. Yeah. Five-year-old Jesse Just Eisenberg. Just a mustache and a little baby. <laughs> I feel like a really good person would have been like John Bar- Barrowman. Barrowman? How do you say his name? John Barrowman would have ruled. Right? Who's that? Like, he would have been a good one. He was in... Doctor- He's been done things, but he was in Doctor Who. He was Captain Jack. You know. James, we need... We need to hang out more. And I need yeah, to I know. play a lot of things ah, for you. <laughs> finally. I finished Entourage. Well, I'm going to start it back up again. <laughs> yeah. James has watched Entourage 35 times Listen, through. It, it, it's, it slaps. If it slaps for you, it slaps for yep. you, you know? Oh, I can tell this to Johnny James. Johnny Drama gets me. I can tell this to James Taylor. May I interrupt? Yes, go Thank ahead. Thank you. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite Arrested Development season four jokes yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is the club that they go to and Jeremy Piven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Which, yeah. if you haven't watched Entourage, it's that's part of the opening credits of Entourage. Oh. It's, the sign is, it, the credit is, and Jeremy Piven, and it's just on a building, and yeah. Arrested Development actually makes that canon <laughs> and makes that an actual club to go to. It's that's great. hilarious. It's, it's such a good joke. Uh, I would have casted Eric McCormick. Interesting. Nope. Just to see what he could do. <laughs> just, just, he could just go do. for it. Uh, I would have Michael wasted Sarah. millions of dollars. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. Who may have? Woody no, Harrelson. He's probably still born. But what the hair from Venom? <laughs> Woody might have been interesting. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. The, uh, you know who should have been Bill Murray. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that would have been too much. Really? Well, no, he can do straight really, really well. Yeah. Uh, he just naturally underplays things. So yeah. His, it's, With Farley coming at you know a thousand. You know him, okay. Oh man, right. that would have been interesting. Oh man, but since Taylor said it, we have to go with John Barrowman. Yep. Uh, Taylor, my, any my final call. words? Uh, nope. Thanks for watching this movie, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, hey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> uh, you get exclusive rewards. It's patreon.com slash flatfilms. You get exclusive content related to this podcast <laughs> and plenty of content to our parent company, Flat Films, that I own and operate as creative director. Uh, you can find me on uh, the Twitter and the Facebook as Flat Films. And uh, Aaron, where can people find you? Was that a clean take? Um, you can find me, uh, Laughing Panda, on all social medias. Aaron Salinas on Facebook. Um, Austin Amateurs on uh, on on YouTube and on my Letterbox account, Laughing Panda. Um, this is great visual comedy. <laughs> For our audio podcast. Um, One yep. day will be video, but yeah. not today. For the record, we're just dropping things at random. <laughs> uh, it's been two phones, phones and two coasters. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah. Um, Kenny, where can they find you? You can find me on my website, KennyMadisonIsCool.com. Uh, I write probably one article a month, which doesn't really sound that much whenever I say that out loud. Additionally, you can find me on letterbox.com slash KennyMadisonIsCool to keep up with all of the movies that uh, I watch, both for this podcast and just in life. See some of my movie reviews there. And Taylor, where can people find you? Cool. So uh, the best being, because I have a podcast, guys, Bitchin' hey. Podcast. We are Bitchin' Podcast on everything, uh, or bit underscore podcast. There we go. That's nice. what that is. Uh, and then I'm I'm Potato everywhere. Find me there. <laughs> I did not know that. Yep. Say that one more time. Potato. Yeah. Because like Taylor. Because Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. That's... That's a, little, that's a little confusing, but I like it. Potato. Yep. Yep. You know what, gang? Don't forget to dig up those gilly treasures and let them shine. Gilly treasures? Gilly treasures. Gilly. Take two. 
Gilly. Wait, <laughs> hold on. All right. I have to double check. No, it is bit underscore podcast. I thought I said my handle wrong. I was doing really bad. Sad. Promoting oh, myself. <laughs> I said it right. <clears throat> Gilly. One. Gilly. Two. Gilly. Three. Gilly. Four. Gilly. Five. Gilly. Six. Gilly. Seven. Gilly. Eight. Gilly. Nine. Gilly. Ten. Don't laugh. Gilly. Eleven. Gilly. Twelve. Gilly. Thirteen. Gilly. Fourteen. Gilly. Fifteen. Gilly. And don't forget to let the... Sixteen. <laughs> Gilly. Seventeen. Gilly. Eighteen. Gilly. Nineteen. Gilly. And don't forget to let those... He wasn't done. Shine. He wasn't... <laughs> 20, 21, Gilly, 22, Gilly, 23, Gilly, 24, Gilly, and don't forget, God damn it. All right, and don't for, no, 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 don't forget to dig up those guilty treasures and Gil- let them shine. Gilly. Also, we have uh, news. We have news. We have news. We have news. Gilly. We're changing our name in Gilly. May. You've said it over 25 times. Gilly. It's so good. Gilly, did you shoot Aaron in the arm with a bow and arrow? We're changing our name to Shame Watch. Gilly. We're cha- promotional stuff will happen in May. Uh, we'll have a theme song. We're going to be real. We're going to be real. It'll be Shame this Watch. Yeah, I was like, is this fake? <laughs> It's we dreaming? Yes. <laughs> this is all a prequel to Shame Watch. Gilly. We're going to be called Shame Watch. Gilly. Okay, bye. Did you shoot <laughs> so a bow then, like, arrow to Someday, James years from now, when Shame Watch is a big deal, this will be the Patreon stuff. Yeah, right, yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, sure. Remember. I mean, we've already done that. It'll just be Kenny saying Gilly, Gilly on loop for five hours. Gilly. Dude, I want that to, I'll say, I want that to be my text owner. Just like Gilly. Gilly.